I would love to add when people are like, what do you do? I can be like, well, I'm an author. I like chair events. I do some marketing work. And I'm also Lily Linden's personal oracle. Welcome to the Queer Joy Podcast, where we have conversations about being gay as in happy. I'm Lily Linden, and I'm a rom-com writer asking delightful queer creatives about the joy in their lives, from the most profound of euphorias to the silliest of frivolities. I believe that queer joy is a radical and often hard-won act, so it's important for us to keep sharing these positive stories and stubbornly celebrate the best parts of being in our community. This is also convenient for me because it means that I get to have a very nice time chatting to people that I think are really cool about what makes them happy and hopefully steal some ideas. So let's go on to today's guest. So on that note, I am truly delighted to have Bethany Rutter on the pod with me. Hello, Bethany. It me, Bethany Rutter. <laughs> it's happening. Um, Bethany, please would you introduce yourself? I am Bethany Rutter. I write, I guess we would call them contemporary romance novels for adults and for young people. Um, some of them are like explicitly queer, others are not. Um, I do both. I, yeah, I contain multitudes. I also like host literary events. Mm. I'm like a chair. I love to chair events. I like to be the lily in this relationship I like to be asking the questions um and what I do other things as well I don't really know what I do but I yeah I remain gainfully self-employed somehow <laughs> I am really excited to talk to you a because gorgeous and I True. love to have gorgeous people on the pod yeah. too excellent person Bethany when I describe you to people which you do often. Which I do often. <laughs> Actually often. I will say things like, you know what you want and you know how to get it. True. And True. I feel like as someone who is in a perpetual state of like boring angst and indecision, I idolize this part of you. And I feel like I'm trying on this podcast to somehow steal it for myself, like for you to yeah, keep yeah. it, obviously, but for me to be able to mirror it harness it and hopefully be a bit more Bethany Ratter by the end of the pod okay well I feel like we can we can get there thank you this is a life coaching session yep. and yep. also publicity for big day, day energy, energy. Ah, we did it in sync we did it in sync we're so in sync we didn't even try <laughs> we didn't even try um I am so excited for everyone who listens to this pod to read that book because big day energy is so delightfully delicious the voice in it is so lovable and charming and I also just think in terms of like a plotted vibe it is just so fucking good and I'm I really, really happy really you think it. that because I really had to like bust my ass yes. to get this book to be good um which you know we're we're speaking obviously you know we got to pretend that time does not exist but, yes you know I think it is interesting <laughs> and useful to say we are speaking in the couple of weeks before the book comes out yes and in that time, we will be doing a couple of events together. Mm -hmm. um, and I feel like, well, this is a little test drive for the mm. chats that we'll be having. So I'm so sorry that anything you think is interesting now, in like a month's time, you're going to be like, I wish I never had to hear these words ever that, again. I just, I just can't imagine that ever happening. But that okay. is so nice. 
<laughs> we get to do the first time now. Yeah. Um, can you define queer joy for me? What does it conjure up for you? What does it mean to you? What does it make you think of? For me, it conjures up the idea of like a feeling of liberation. Mm. I think that word is very important. Like it's a thing you're not kind of scared of or worried about anymore that you're out of the phase of that where that's a thing that you're like concerned about and you get to move on to the the fun bit oh my god I love it and I wonder if that is like a product of like a person or a place or a situation um if that if like liberation means you know you found like a club night or you found a friend or you found a partner or you found like a bookshop or you know something where you're like oh like this is this is kind of like where I feel safe and happy and and then that unlocks kind of more for you yeah I'm not in situations anymore where I feel like this is a problem or difficult or something that I'm like struggling with and that's not to say that there will never be difficulties or struggles or unpleasant feelings or emotions or whatever but I just think when you're like oh this is good now like I'm in the fun bit oh I'm in fun bit I think that's what I strive for in my life in every way is Mm. like I want to be in the fun bit I don't want to be in the boring bit well speaking of which I now we can segue beautifully into thinking about your writing so Mm. you already spoke about how you've written some books which are explicitly queer how do you relate to sort of queer joy in the context of your writing does it come out deliberately or sort of unconsciously or something Um, I would say I think I make the decision in service of the story. So I I would say my first explicitly queer book, which was Melt My Heart, which was my second book for young people, which was shortlisted for the YA Prize. Yeah, No no less. Um, So it was probably quite good, (laughs) which is nice. But I would say that is not like a queer joy book. Yeah, I would say that Melt My Heart does not really exist in the realm of queer joy. Mm. That is more of a kind of like coming out story, Mm. which, you know, Mm. I think a lot of people think there's enough of those in the world, whatever. But it was the story that I wanted to tell at the time um, because it dealt with a a question that I had, I'd always sort of retained from my teenage years, which is when you get PSHE, you know, personal, social, health, education, whatever they call it now, um, or you kind of read these books about, like, growing up, there's this line that I'd seen a few times, which was like, you know, it's it can be confusing being a teenager and having lots of feelings, and um, just because you, you think you have strong feelings for your best friend or, like, you know, one of your friends, it doesn't mean that you're, you're gay, or that you're bisexual or whatever. And I was just left with this question of like, okay, but what if it does? Mm. And I just felt like that was not really a thing that was addressed. Um, so that was why I wanted to write Melt My Heart, which obviously exists more in a kind of like troubled realm of queer queerness. Trouble. Exactly, queer, queer trouble. trouble podcast. But yeah, so then um, Big Date Energy is very much like a queer joy book mm. because it's about someone existing in the in the good bit, which is like... Single, very much ready to mingle, having loads of fun, dating, sleeping around, like no real kind of like angst about sexuality or body or anything. Um, And that has meant that it was actually quite a difficult book to write for one specific reason, which again is this thing that we're probably going to end up talking about loads over the events that we do, 
which is the problem of writing a character that kind of has nowhere to go. Like mm. you want to send your character like on a, an emotional journey. So then if you want to write a character that's like very confident very kind of like set in their personality does not need to kind of um you know gain confidence in order to do this thing that they have wanted to do like that's actually quite a difficult thing to write um because I'd read all these books and I'd be like why are all the, the the heroines or whatever so kind of like where are the people that are like really confident or like really joyful and then when I started trying to write that book I was like oh I get I kind of get why like narratively that's actually quite difficult um so I had to find a way to address that I think it makes me think about sort of um character flaw and how this I think my sort of editor hat comes out Mm. where and thinking about that sense of like yeah you you begin with a hero who has a problem and then they go out and they try to fix it in one way that they think is the right way but turns out to be the wrong thing they go after what they want and then they end up getting what they need and to actually start a book with someone who actually doesn't hate themselves Mm. (laughs) and I think particularly in queer literature you know there is this real sense of sort of the the um archetypal plot in that sense being right the problem is well a person thinks world hates them therefore hates themselves goes after trying to make world love them in this particular way Mm. sort of fails because they're going about it in the wrong way realize that actually everything's okay they love themselves by the end and it is such an interesting thought okay if you start with somebody who actually loves themselves for, for just reason um does that problem in inverted commas, that is the plot, have to come externally? And then is that less satisfying? Because sort of this sense of personal growth and personal journey is such an important one. And I love the way that in Big Day Energy, it becomes so much less that... uh, And again, you know, as someone who also has written a essentially coming out story where in Double Booked, kind of the problem in some ways, seemingly for the character at first, is like her own queerness... um, it is so fun to re- be able to read books like Big Day Energy where queerness is not the sort of plot mm. point, you know, and where it can be so much more the specifics of the characters and how people screw themselves over by, for example, assuming that people can't change mm. or by, yeah, having these kind of miscommunications or, yeah, like well, in, thinking um, that things are the best for them when maybe they're not all those kind of questions and in big day energy the kind of you know without kind of mm. going too spoilery and going too deep into the plot the way that I kind of resolved this character having nowhere to go was to return to the 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 fact that she is so like confident and assertive mm. and like you know thinks of herself as very like finished and you know the the right person to be um uh, I kind of returned to that as what is actually the flaw which I felt was quite um yeah a thing that maybe I had not seen done before yeah because you know I feel like my natural tendency with my books is to kind of make someone who is like selling themselves short and needs to actually kind of be the main character and like do do stuff assertively whereas actually in big day energy the problem is if anything like she is too much of the main character and like what impact that kind of has on her relationships um 
so yeah, I was quite happy when I came to that as like a, a solution to my problem. Yes, it's so delicious. Is it the official tagline or unofficial tagline? Certainly, for for your book is sort of greedy bisexual, uh, having a lovely time. Yeah, and unofficial, but yes, unofficial. Very oh, much that's a thing. not the official yeah. tagline. <laughs> it <laughs> that's should be scrolled on the front. Um, and certainly, I thoroughly enjoyed reading not only in your book where. I think just the fact of reading enjoyable dates is already mm. a fun treat when you're reading a rom-com because often when you're reading a rom-com, there can be this sense that dates are only ever awful things Mm-mm-mm. and the way that it is um, set apart who the main character is meant to end up with mm. is that like they will meet not in a date context and it will suddenly feel really nice in contrast to these awful dates that they've been going on. And I really enjoyed being able to read enjoyable dates and also enjoyable ba- dates with people of all different oh hello <laughs> I got so enthused that I hit, <laughs> hit the microphone um of all kinds of different yeah genders and like vibes and it was just like such a joy uh to read that I loved dating like that was such that so I feel like big day energy is not necessarily a straight up romance novel to me it is like it is a book about dating that is also a romance novel um I love dating so much like I did it you know for maybe like five years very very consistently and very prolifically um and I had the best time so I feel like I really wanted to write a book that reflected that but also I I just love the the greedy bisexual Mm. idea of that your sexuality in a way like being a vehicle through which to have like infinite possibilities I really like that and for me that's what it has always been is like I am like greedy for the world and so I feel like and I'm always I've got like weird kind of FOMO about everything in a way and that's why I think that's Mm. why I'm like always zooming around and doing so many things so I think maybe like I'm not, you know, I'm not trying to like pathologize myself, but I do think that like my sexuality is a product of that, of like, I would never want to feel like I was potentially missing out on something. You you love dating. Yes. Any tips for someone who's having a variable time dating? Um, It's hard, man, because yeah, I think I, I, I always need to try and not be like rose tinted about because I, I do think I, mm. as I've just said like I love dating I love dating but like I do need to remember that like there were also boring dates that it wasn't just like dates were either really good or really bad like most of them were just kind of but what I, I guess my advice to someone in a variable dating moment is like don't let that then lead you to make bad decisions about like who you meet or what you do <clears throat> with the people that you meet like mm. just because you think that there's like a I think maybe don't develop a scarcity mindset around good dates I think develop an abundance mindset around good dates and yeah I think try and like put yourself in a mindset where you're making good decisions um you know I think the more dates you go on the better sense you have of whether a date will be good or not Mm. so I think don't let this moment make you think like oh well I have to do something different like this isn't working so I have to do something different I have to meet these you know I have to like agree to meet these people that probably Mm. aren't gonna be like a good match for me for whatever reason without then being like very set in your ways I think just like trusting your instincts rather than trying to like game it in some way does that make sense yes I feel like 
That was a personal message to me. As in that, it hit, it hit like a personal oracle. Thank I'm you very glad. much. I, I wish to be Lily Linden's personal oracle. <laughs> I would love to add, when people are like, what do you do? I can be like, well, I'm an author. I like chair events. I do some marketing work. And I'm also Lily Linden's personal oracle. <laughs> when you were like introducing yourself at the beginning of the pod. Yeah. That, I'll reinsert that. Um, when you get big money, yes. I think you need to set aside some amount in which to employ me and retain me as Lily Linden's personal Definitely. oracle. <laughs> I'm going to take this as for me. I'm never going to manifest harder than with the possibility of being able to do this. I, yeah, great. It's going to happen. It's going to, it's literally going great. to happen. You as my life coach slash personal oracle, I will be unstoppable. I can also be your personal trainer if you need some physical. I do, look at me. I do need some physical. But not until stop. I, not until I pass my, my qualification. Truly. But I, I think I can be an oracle with zero qualifications. Oh, yeah. Thank you. Well, I've got what I need, but the listeners must know some more things. I promised them that, yes. and I'm going to give them that. Not just nonsense chat. Not just my own personal delights. Um, outside of the old writing, I wonder how you feel over the time of going from like your dating energy mm. to being in your relationship mm. energy, like whatever you want to share, but like I wonder how you think about these moments of queer joy mm. as someone who uh, has gone through the, like these different modes of your life. Have you found queer joy in different ways? Yeah, I, I think that's a good question because obviously like something that I think, uh, you know, a lot of people, especially like queer women who are, you know, bi or not, you know, mm, monosexual mm. lesbians. Um, I think that is like a thing that you have to kind of like claw back mm. in a way um when you end up in a long-term relationship with a man which I have um it could have gone either way and it you know it just went this way and um and you know what I, I know I'm not just saying this but like I really find I have found that like in, increasing the time that I spend with like you and Laura has been so you know delightful oh and fun <laughs> I'm so happy to hear that. Yeah, it's been so good because it's more kind of, I think the other problem is, not problem, but like it's fun to have queer friends who are actively dating because so many of my queer friends are like mm. not actively dating. And I do, you know, I, I really felt like that was when the kind of queer joy in my life mm. was the most active. And so, or like the most relevant in a way. Um, so then to for that part of my life to kind of be over, and that also to be true of like many people who met their partners around the same time that I did. And like that kind of like going out, dating, naughty frivolity energy mm. kind of like paused in a way for a while. So then to, you know, I love hearing your dating pursuits and oh your exploits. And well, like, this is thrilling because I love telling them to you. So look, I just <laughs> We're love. in a happy like, exactly. ecosystem here. I never want to have friends who don't want to like share everything and yeah. chat <laughs> loads like I don't want to have secretive friends yes. so you are like a good friend yes. to have um, a kind way of saying Lily you never hold anything back <laughs> nor should you I wouldn't either if I had anything juicy to tell oh my goodness. I just don't so yeah that's like I think writing books like mm. this and like you know spending more time with like you and Laura and doing like events in queer spaces um I think like Something I'm not super, you know, interested in or motivated by is like taking up like loads of space in that way. Mm. Um, like I want to do the events and I want to do the chat because I am like a bisexual author, 
but I'm not gonna make it like a kind of key feature of my personality at this mm. moment in my life because I don't think that I am like the most interesting or useful person to be having these conversations because I have like so much privilege and it's not something you know the kind of erasure that comes from like being a bi woman in a relationship with a man is like obviously that's a problem but I don't I I don't really like want that to become a thing that I like I'm kind of vocal and like angry about because I'm kind of not I'm just like I have so much privilege in that area um yeah I want to do the events I want to like chat about the book on the book's terms because it is a queer book I'm a queer author um but yeah I think just kind of keeping that like a casual vibe rather than like a key tenet of my my identity in a way I think if someone was like you are not allowed to do this because Mm. you are like in a relationship with a man I'd be like oh fuck fuck you then we'd be like yeah yeah whereas like I just I don't want to imagine that as like you know I don't want to kind of create that as a dynamic that doesn't exist and come in really hot I'd rather just be like these are the terms on which I'm talking about this thing yeah I like being in a moment where I'm not doing the struggle for myself and like I haven't been doing the struggle you know I haven't been in like a struggle phase for a very long time like you know whoever I was dating like the struggle phase did end you know a long time ago um and yeah I think being able to turn that energy more productively to other people's struggles is a good thing for the world and a thing that we should all be aspiring to is making ourselves useful to other people so true clicks clicks for that (laughs) how does that sound on a pod I bet it sounds good. Probably quite nice. Yes. I also think of you as someone who is very fashionable, mm, very gorgeous, yep, also that. very like going about London, mm. exploring cool adventures, having fun little experiences. And I wonder if there is something that you think about as one of your many hats, one of your many interests that for you is associated with these moments of queer joy. Interesting. I feel like actually the the time it was so funny I went to as I have regularly done I went to a march for Palestine the other day and I was introduced to someone that I kind of vaguely knew um who used to go to the club night that I used to run back in the day and I feel like for me that club night which was called Dancing on My Own and it was done in like several different venues in London. That for me was like peak queer joy. I don't know about this era, Bethany. Oh Can my you God, tell me was... about dancing on my own? Yes. Oh my God. That was so when a... was this? Okay, picture the scene. The <laughs> year is like 2013. It, it only lasted about 18 months. It was very short-lived, but it was like so popular that it was almost a problem. Like uh, Just like you. So true. <laughs> But like a a fire safety problem, like too many people fitting into like too small a space because it was, I don't know why, but it was just like the moment. It was so hopping. People used to say it was like the bronze from Buffy because like everyone was there. Oh my God. And where was the space? The first night I did was at Ryan's Bar in Stoke Newington. Then it moved to the Amersham Arms in New Cross and then its final form was at the Resistance Gallery in Bethnal Green but we did the Christmas edition at Bethnal Green Working Men's Club so it was on at four different places in 18 months because we just had to move to like bigger and bigger Mm. bigger and bigger places but also places that I felt understood what the vibe was because we did one at like I think the one at the Amersham Arms trying to get the security guards to understand that like Mm. 
the vibe would not be that people would be taking drugs. The vibe would be like, we need you to make sure that like there is no like unwanted touching and like harassment and that because if we're trying to create like a queer utopia, yes, um, we don't want like randos in off the street who yes. don't get what the vibe is. Yes. But also, I don't want to start policing who can come in and who can't because I don't think that that's like the right thing to do. Mm. So basically. I'm putting my hand up. Ask me anything. Um, it's cool dancing on my own. Yes. Was there a particular like shtick or was it like, this is just a great name for a dance night? This is just what it's called. Gorgeous. It was just what I wanted to play. Um, you were DJing? I was the DJ. Bethany. Wait, what? What did you, did you Bethany. think I was just like making a Facebook event and then letting <laughs> someone else DJ? Because like that would not happen. No, I'm just, I'm just, I'm just flustered yeah. because you're perfect. I am. Um, <laughs> So, yeah. I didn't know that you had a DJ era. I had a DJ Did era. Did you have a DJ name? No. Bethany Rutter. Yeah, my name was Bethany Rutter. my calling card. Um, Do you still have any playlists available? Yeah, I could. I can find your playlist. Please. They were good. I think that would bring me QJ. Queer Joy. Yeah. It was like, and it was very queer. Like it was, yeah. And I think that was maybe why it was popular. I, I really don't know, but it just really hit at the right mm. moment. It would be full within like an hour of starting and then it would be like a one in one out thing, but no one would ever leave. So um Dancing on my own in the queue. So true. <laughs> people would just like get kind of like kind of naked. So good. Um loads of people like met people that they dated there. Um I didn't realise that like being a DJ would enable me to meet loads of people. Yes. Um, Dating era. It was dating era. And it was a weird one because I was so used to like online dating at that point that it was like, oh yeah, the real life also exists. But yeah, I decided to end it after about 18 months, even though it was like, it was so good because it was so fun and it was so sociable. And also like I was in such a badly paid job at the time and it was like actually you know in a really banal way like it was a good way to make money we only charged like one or two pounds on the door but because so many people came it was like oh this is actually quite good for me so like to give all that up was partially because I felt like I couldn't it was it was talked about as like a kind of queer joy utopia space but I really felt like the weight of the world Mm. in terms of like keeping the people that came safe and because I couldn't like make it perfect I was like the expectations on me are so high that I cannot fulfill them and I just have to like peace out and not do this anymore Mm. so that was why dancing on my own ended and I from then on I did a few more kind of like freelance DJing jobs for other people but um yeah it was fun while like you know it was fun while it lasted is basically Mm. the tagline Mm. for dancing on my Mm. own I wish I'd been around. I, I wish, wish I'd been gone. Yeah. Oh my God. But yeah, that's, I feel like that's the story of many good things is like mm. someone wants to do something, finds out they can't do it 100% perfectly and stops. can't meet everybody's expectations and so stops. RIP. RIP, don't know. That was like a proper, when I think of like liberation. Yes. Yes. I think for lots of people that was what Dancing on My Own was. Truly. Yeah. It was great. <sighs> So the next thing that I um, normally sort of ask people are give, uh, some, for some recommendations, please. So something that I've been thinking about in the lead up to Big Day Energy being published yes. is the idea of um, the bisexual brat. What I think, is a bisexual brat? Please? Well, I think Fran from Big Day Energy is a brat in a way, you know, in many yes. ways is a brat. And so I was like, what other great bisexual brats do I know of in 
popular culture and there are two films that i watched both of them last year um one has like a male bisexual brat and the other has a female bisexual brat um, very bisexual of you thank you yes. <laughs> um the films that is two films shiver baby have you heard of this film no so Shiver Baby um, is directed by Emma Seligman, who made the film Bottoms that came out a couple of months ago, very briefly in the UK. Um, and Which I was obsessed with, obviously. Well, the, uh, the main character of Shiver Baby is the hilarious Rachel Sennett, mm. who is in Bottoms yes. um, and in Bodies, 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 which I also loved. I just think she is a perfect, hilarious comic actress. Um, and then the male bisexual brat film um actually came out last year unlike shiver baby which did not um is passages are you familiar with this no it came out in the cinema last year um and it has uh the brilliant actor franz rogowski but also ben wishaw who we know we know know. and um leis sorry not leis i love how that made it sound like we are friends we we know we know him we know and love he's he's close personal friend (laughs) ben wishaw um and adele exarchopoulos who was in blue is the warmest color Mm. um iconic queer girly film i was doing some writing this morning before i came out for an article that i'm writing for when big day energy comes out about why i basically don't care to refute the accusations of being like a greedy bisexual and why i actually think that like there's nothing wrong with being greedy um amen yeah and i feel like they're just like i i just think that i don't know why we're so invested in like pretending that we're like these pure innocent angels Mm. all the time um so i just love the idea of like these kind of by nightmares um just being like naughty and disruptive um and sometimes like outright evil which i do not condone but like (laughs) broadly just kind of like just being like irresponsible and annoying and like a a dumb baby like I just think that that's like a fine thing to be in the world (laughs) um so yeah I those are like two recommendations and I think they'd be a really good like stressful double bill oh my god imagine the date it would be such a good date I suppose yeah leading on from that a little bit to do a little maybe like shout outs um to anyone or anything that you feel brings queer joy into your life. For me, it's um, um, uh, sometimes my, my flatmate. Uh, he, um, we've just swapped wardrobes recently. That's so good. And that has been really, really nice because he wants to be a bit more femme and I've been giving him all of my old stuff that I don't like to wear anymore. Uh, these jeans are his. And I just feel like even when I go and try and buy things from men's sections, for some reason, they all look dumb and silly and like I'm dressing up in someone else's clothes. But when I wear a friend's yeah. clothes, for some reason, you need it it's to allowed be like and good. refracted through yes, the friends. You can't go directly to the source. You can't. You need to get it like really via. And like we are the same, we have the same body. Mm. It's so good. So we can just actually swap clothes and yeah, everyone's very happy. <laughs> Do you know who I really want to give a shout out to? It's yes. a person and it is um, L. Potter, another bicon who I'm obsessed with. Um, who reads my audiobooks. I've been so blessed that Elle has read um, Welcome to Your Life and has now done Big Day Energy. And I think they've done such a chic job of both of them. Um, they're a bisexual icon, all-round good egg. Let me also ask Also very gorgeous. Also very gorgeous um, and Sorry, chic. this is creepy that I'm saying this because I've only met them like twice through through a different mutual friend. That's enough to know that it's they're gorgeous. It's enough to know that they're gorgeous. Um, 
Elle just does like cool, mm. interesting things around like buy stuff and just like great performance art um, as part of the Hotter Project. Indeed. I feel like, you know, often like very serious, chic podcasts will mm. have a sort of question at the end that is along the line, especially if it's like an interview podcast, they say at the end, you know, what, what would you say to your younger self? You know, kind of very serious, earnest. And what I'm trying to do is to find a way of asking that question in a more fun way. Mm. Maybe it's if your friend is feeling queer sad, mm. what might you say? Good cue. Good cue. Thank you. Um, I would say that's so hard because it's like it is quite specific to, you know, everyone's queer mm. sad, isn't it? Like what is the origin of it? Because if you'd asked like what advice would you give to your younger self, I'd have been like... It's not that deep. But I c- you can't say that to someone that's someone not yourself. Else. Yeah. <laughs> to be fair, I do think that often I could just be told that and I'd be like, yeah, so fair. <laughs> Thank you so deep. much. Or just like do something for someone else. I don't know. Yeah, just, yeah. so, so fair. It's, I th- do you know what I think about a lot? You know Jemima Kirk from Girls? There was an interview with her where, or not an interview, but like a kind of like AMA on Instagram. And someone was like, what would you say to like young girls that don't feel confident? And she was like, I think about, I think that you all think about yourselves too much. And I was like, yeah, maybe. I don't know. Just think about something. And that's what I found really like cool about going on like marches and stuff is like, yeah, maybe think about yourself less. Yes. Maybe do something for someone else. And then maybe you just won't think of, I don't know. Yes. And I know that sounds like such a mean answer, but I actually think probably the answer to all of our problems are in doing things for people who are not us. Something that, uh, you know, not to end on like a deeply serious note, but something that I think that um, the book that I keep talking about, Doppelganger by Naomi Klein, has really given me is this way of like looking at the world and seeing like everything as like an analogue of something else. Mm -hmm. So when I go to these protests and I like see children there, I'm like... I feel very moved by that because I think of like Palestinian children who should be able to do whatever they, whatever any child should do. And, you know, when you see the queer block, you think like Mm. this is for queer Palestinians Mm. who are like so often like instrumentalized as a reason that actually Palestine should not be liberated Mm. because, Mm. you know, of these horrible Islamophobic tropes around like homophobia. And I just, it it feels like a really... Mm you know, I don't know, like, useful way of seeing the world of, like, actually, like, we, there is this kind of sense of community. So when I say, like, do something for someone else, it's not to kind of, like, downplay someone's personal, like, having a bad time or, like, bad feelings, but I just think anything that leads us into a situation where we're, like, acting for a common goal of, like, everyone's liberation I think the goal of that is not to make yourself feel better, but I think inevitably have feeling like you have agency in the world and that you are being able to do something is actually really powerful to like your own sense of self and like whatever it is that you can do I think is like good for the world and also good for you Bethany Ratter thank you so much for coming on the queer joy pod here to help you have been such a queer joy thank you and um this has been a lovely oracle session I love to be an oracle thank you so much for having me and making me feel like an oracle. Always. I'm going to press this little red button. <laughs>